way. So like, Sin's mostly a Polish. Like they got two Polish players. They got two Polish. Two Polish. So they got two Polish players. So you want to do the introduction in Pol in like, I don't know what language it's called. Is it in Polish? Do you know anything is Polish? How to say it? <laughs> we're just, That's an Alex. We, we just got to decide on what. We're, all right, we're just going to edit it and we're just going to let Alex say that. And welcome back to the Intim Podcast. Witamy to Inting Podcast. So champions ended. Holy shit, it felt like a long ass week, though, of playoffs. It but, feels like it was like. It didn't feel like a week. It felt like a month. Yeah, like, honestly, with how long the games... I don't know. It felt like time was slowed down when Champions came on. So, uh, it's finally over. The, actually, the new season, VCT, it actually starts January. So, all the players get, like, a, what, a month or so break? And then it comes back again in January. I don't know if you saw the new format they added. So... No. Alright. So, they're changing it? Yeah. Thank God. So Is it more or less confusing? It's so less confusing. So all the new listener, all the new viewers are coming into Valorant or players are coming to Valorant. It's so much better to understand. So how it works is, you know how there was like stage two? Like, it was you know like Masters stage two, week one. Or yeah. one. <laughs> so how it works essentially is now yeah. it's, um, you know how there was like stage, uh, there's stage two main, play, uh, main stage and then stage two open qualifiers. Mm-hmm. So the open qualifier is the same. Then there's goes to main stage, and then in the main stage, there's like qual- uh, playoffs and shit in the main stage, and then they go, the people, the teams that are in the main stage, they qualify for Masters 1. Okay. So instead of having three Masters, like last year, they're only having two Masters a year. Internet, because the Masters 1 was only a regional thing. Yeah. So, because now it's a regional thing, it went from a regional to now a, inter- a Masters purely international, and then the playoffs and the main stage and all that, now it's officially like only a regional thing okay so that's gonna be interesting and hopefully so nothing's really separated by regions anymore Mm, nothing's really separated by only this only the qualifying for the masters that's the only thing separated by regions okay so like for us like na it would only just be regular teams but for like emea it would have to be turkish the turkey region the CIS region and the Europe region all qualify for the main stage, and then the main stage would qualify for Masters. So EMEA, they're much more confusing than us, because we're just only Canada yeah, we're and just, U- We're only Canada we're and US. US Canada. Canada, and Mexico, but, yeah. like, nothing really. That's gonna sound fucked up. <laughs> That's but. gonna sound fucked like, No, no, but, like, he's saying there's not... I don't see any... There's not... I don't think so there is a full... Uh, yeah, are, team from Mexico. Are there any orgs based out of Mexico? I have not seen... If there are, tweet at us. Let us know because I genuinely We'll have did. you on. We'll have you we'll, on. <laughs> we'll, come tell us about your region. We'll let, we're more than happy to help, like for you to come on. So that's how it, that's the new stage. And yeah. then how they're actually doing it now. Now they're having game changers. The female league, the only female league. They're having game changers worlds. It's like champions, but for only uh, other regions, other game changer regions. They're gonna come and play for cha- like their own champions. And this is just for girls. This is the only. This is the female only team. I think that's like really interesting. That like it's separated into guys and girls. But thing is, like for example, uh, C9 White, they can still qu- they can still play in VCT. Yeah, yeah. they're still allowed to. But then, uh, if they unfortunately if they don't make it far and they don't qualify for anything, 
they still have game changers to look forward to. They can go against other female the top te female teams in other regions. Okay, which is nice because now I, I think I don't know any other games that do that minus Valorant where they like separate where they highlight a lot of the female teams. I think like CS:GO because like I feel like CS:GO that's where the, the, they did wrong is they don't really care about their content creators and also they don't really like put pre uh, spotlight at any of their female uh, females that represent their game. Yeah. Which, and I mean, I think CSGO is also just like birthed in a time like because a lot of the people who are still CS enthusiasts are the people that have been in it for like ever. Mm -hmm. So like when like CSGO is one of the first like PC esports that like people are going to LAN events and stuff for. So like I guess the uh, it's a similar culture now to back then so that like there isn't as much room for girls. That that kind of sounds fucked up too. No, no, but, yeah, but like you're not saying that. It's I'm like, not saying it, it's not that girls shouldn't be there. It's just that like, to, I feel like the community is just built in a way that kind of like neglects them. Yeah, which if that it's, it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> and no, it's fucked up in the sense like that's why like it kind of died out. Not died out, but CS:GO is still very prevalent. Very like like no one's getting signed to be like a content creator for CS:GO. Yeah. Like, being a content creator in CSGO, it's definitely very hard. At least not in 2021. Yeah, it's very hard. That's why everyone moved to Valorant or, like, any other, other or, like, Apex. Like, you're, you're, you could be, like, a top-level player, but you can be sent as a content creator for that as well. Mm -hmm. Or, it's, like, there's not a lot of room in CSGO, and there's not a lot of content to be really a content creator. Unless you're doing vlogs or going to majors and going to big tournaments and, and I like mean, that. And, I mean, in CSGO, I also feel like in the pro scene, it's, like, just the same people. Like, I feel like everybody in the pro scene is just, like, mad established. Yeah. No, for sure. That, like, like it's not, like, every week in Valorant where there's a new pro player that's Well, you gotta also say, CSGO has been out, CSGO has been out for a decade now. Yeah. It's, like, a lot of, yeah, yeah. it's exactly. very established. That, that's why, that's Valorant, what that's why Valorant, they're having so many roster moves. It's because it's so young, they're like, alright, let's try to win early, or establish ourselves also, so early. Yeah, it's, it's also, like, people are still learning the game. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. So, I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I don't think it's optimal, at least at this point in time, to just like be like, "I right, we got the dream squad right here." It's like that that like Sentinels thought they had the dream squad and they got fucking smoked. Yeah. So, I mean, like people are still learning the game. People thought like uh, Sentinels was gonna be like Astralis from CS:GO, where like they won yeah. three majors in a row, they're gonna win it all, they're gonna go undefeated, all that. But it's like the game is so young that we won't have a team like Astralis from CS:GO. For like another two years, like, at least. At least, because at least. that shit is hard, especially with how a lot of RNG. Because CS:GO there's not really much RNG, but like with Valorant, there's a lot of RNG. In what regard? So there's the right click, like the, uh, it's just the for example, classic right click, the jumping, uh, just running and gunning, the like the the gunplay itself is a, there's a there's too much RNG in that, and there's a lot, not a lot of consistency. It's not precise enough. It's not. Yeah. Precise gunplay, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> precise precise gunplay, gunplay, by the way. Um, it's not as established. It's not as consistent with like CS:GO, where it's been out for a decade and everyone knows how the game runs. Everyone knows how the gunplay works. Everyone knows everything. People are still figuring out that stuff, which is and for I love how big of a stride it's took because I think CS:GO, I mean Valorant, for the first time in its history, it re it peaked one million viewers concurrently. Really, the uh, Twitch. 
uh, YouTube, Facebook, everything, and all platforms. It concurrent like live, live, live million viewers, a million yeah. viewers live tuned into it, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was during the crew and Gambit match. Did you watch that? I caught a bit of it. I was at work during it, but that shit was intense. It went to like yeah. eighteen sixty. It went to I saw that four like, overtimes. I saw that. That was that the one with that insane in Viper play on Breeze. No, they were that, playing Bind. That's a different map. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking of a different game. Bro, that shit. It was. By the way, that was only the semifinals. That wasn't even the finals. Yeah. That shit was the semifinals. It was map three, uh, on Bind. Uh, Gambit just brought a comeback and brought it to overtime. And it was just like, there was a clutch after clutch, like a small mistake. It was intense. Like that shit, everyone was like on everyone, edge for it. Yeah. And then that could, because uh, the crew was the last remaining South American team. And then everybody in South America tuned into that because they were like, they're our last hope. Even NA fans were rooting for South America. Dude, NA fans were like, you're on our side of the fucking world. <laughs> Come on. It's like, we're, you know, we're like, kind of, you're kind of NA, so we're going to root for you. It's like, dude, there's. Three NA te uh, EMEA teams and one South America. Every NA team went from cheering for Cloud9. Yeah. Everyone went to crew. <laughs> I've never... NA fans are the... For some reason, they are never loyal. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's just, I feel like that's an NA thing. Yeah. Like, nobody, like... Like, even at, in our friend group, you ask people who they like. And everyone's like, well, I kind of like these people, these people, and these people. It's not yeah. like, I'm a, I mean, me, I'm a C9 fanboy, but I feel like I'm the only one in our friend group who's like super loyal to like one NA team. For me, it's, I mean, it's always been the TSM guys. I just love like, they're like, I just love everybody, everything about them, even though like now they're going through a, a big rebuild right now with like a bunch of players, which I'm excited for because essentially, Still rumored, but I mean, it feels like it's confirmed. <laughs> they're bringing in Corey from FaZe and then Rossi from Immortals. Yep. So they're bringing on them too, and which is exciting. As a TS, uh, as I much, I love the TSM Valorant team, and I hope they do well next uh, VCT. I hope they like qualify for something. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be nice. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. Oh, they because do. Because being anything. a TSM fan and seeing all that, it's like, bro, fuck. Everybody's good on that team, and I'm like, it hurts me seeing them not qualify. But I think with them being a, definitely a more, like, a younger roster and very, very, like, skilled roster, I feel like it's going to be good. Because I don't think so. Even I've seen that in League as well and other games. They don't go for, like, uh, like experienced players anymore. They go for, like, young gunners now. Or they go for, like, people our age, and they go for, like, I mean, you know what? We're going to go like that, and we're going to, like, see if you guys can, like, do that on your own. And I'm like, I like that. But at the same time, it's like, is that really... Unless they're going for the long run, it's good. But if they're just trying to win now, it's kind of hard, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like it, when like you're picking up a lot of younger people, you're kind of banking on them like being cracked as hell. Mm -hmm. like, I feel like that's what it is. Like That's what... When like Tens was originally picked up by Cloud9 for CSGO, they picked him up because he was young and because his aim was cracked, and they were just banking on but he just wasn't playing well, so they mm. dropped him. Yeah. So, like, I feel like that's a big risk you take going for the young people, but I I can also see, like, you don't want a bunch of, like, older guys because, like, this is just, like, statistically, like, they're not going to be as, like, their reaction time isn't going to be as good, stuff like that. So, like, Maybe you that's get just, them for like, aging. That's not even something they could control, but I feel like 
I mean, like, 100 Thieves was able to do pretty well for a while with their, like, fairly old roster. But, like, they fell off once, mm. like, these young guys started coming in and kind of just, like, I say maybe, wiping the floor with them. I say maybe, like, for example, Hiko, like, he's not there for his reaction and all there for his gunplay. He's more there as, like, a leader, as a captain, as the, yeah. like... As like as someone as being a voice of reason for like when their team is down, so that's where that's why everyone like no nobody really understands that it's is, is he uh, I understand like Mihiko he might have not had the best performance in, like maybe Masters Three Berlin yeah he might have not but it's not he's not there for that he's there for like being the voice like if they're down and when they made that huge comeback against Gambit yeah like he was probably one of the reasons where it's like hey come on guys we got this. He's the captain. He's the voice. He's the leader. Of course, Nitro and Steel had a big part well, of it, see, but it's still good. Now, like you have, um, Hiko, who's like that. But then, like you just said, you also have Nitro and Steel, who are also like older guys. Mm -hmm. And it's like maybe one or two, but like having three older guys, and none of them like. I mean, they have Asuna, who I guess kind of balances out. He's just fucking cracked as hell, like his aim and shit. Mm -hmm. So like. I guess it kind of balances, but I feel like that roster is just like, I mean, this is like, oh, they got a boomer roster, but like, it's a win. It's a win now team. What they want to do is yeah. like, they were like, all right, we want to win now. Like we're not, we're not playing for the future. We're not playing for like development. Like, no, we're a win now team, mm -hmm. which I've seen that a lot in esports, where it's like, they're just getting it because they want to win now. They don't really try to develop I their mean, players. I and feel like that's how it was for uh, Sentinels in this, like, they yeah they had a they have a ton of cracked ass people on their team but like they what they were they got that roster to win like masters and whatever but then like they get figured out like mm. you're you like if you get a, if you go into it with the win now mindset you can only go so far mm. it's not a bad mindset I think they were just dominating and then everyone just knew how they played. Yeah, it's just exactly. they knew, they knew all their weaknesses. Well, yeah, they did. They did win Masters two, which is good. They uh, they made it pretty far, maybe in playoffs for Masters three, and then Champions is completely flopped. Just I think nobody expected Crew to win or go that far in general, be a top four team. So it's it's good to see that, and because the game is changing a lot, like metas are changing every other day. I and, feel like every tournament the meta is totally different. Oh yeah, like at one point I feel like. It was okay to run like five, like four duelists and a controller. Like yeah. that was okay, but now it's like you see a lot of people opting to go for the more defensive teams. Yeah, like instead one of one duelist or no duelist in a lot yeah, of you only have like you only play a jet because of our opera, and then you would just only go at Sage Sky KO, mm -hmm. and you would just and then I feel like Sentinels don't even like uh like the the class they don't even like get to play because you can just run an Astro and Viper. They can be played like a Sentinel. And then you can just run like uh initiator and then two uh, like a duel and then you can just play around with the other three. Yeah. And I think that's also a product of like the developers weren't like I feel like Valorant has had this cycle of there's all there's always a controller that's really weak. Mm. So they want to buff them a lot. But then in buffing them, the controllers have both properties. Or not all of them, but a lot of the controllers have properties of duelists and sentinels or initiators and sentinels. Mm. And like, I feel like in buffing the controllers, you're kind of negating the need for the other one. So like, like you just said, like Viper is kind of like replacing the sentinel. Yeah. 
for Astra is kind of just like a I can do everything kind of champ. Which is fucking wild how that agent has too many things. She can what? She can suck people and then uh, if they push into sight she can just suck them. If she wants to entry and just she can place a start and concuss them and they can, she can, they can be rushed. It's just like she has too many things and then her ultimate can just divide and then you can't shoot it. You can only use abilities. It's like dude you have too many toolkits. It's like I mean, essentially, you can't remove her from the game. That's it. But you can just nerf her, and like, it's just hard because now I feel like ever since Astra became into the game, the game has slowed down so much, and it, because it, I, it's the product of Omen not being there anymore. Yeah, it's because of Omen not being there. It, the game has slowed down a lot because you see someone, you saw people like Sabrosa who dominated at Omen. He would literally be the entry fragger for Omen, and mm-hmm. then it'd be crazy, and then he would just make these crazy plays. It's just that was what made Valorant so much fun to see and play. But then you see, like, you see it slowed down and then Astra's being so tactical. It just, it really ruined the pacing of the game. It just made it, like, less fun because now we're like, oh, there's a star in front of us. Let's wait and bait it out now. Yeah. It's like, if we run through that or we have to bait it out, we have to try to find something. It's like, bro, fuck me, right? And I also think it's a, it's a product of, like, just how the game design of Valorant is and how it's not, like, Overwatch or something. Where you have a role and you could really only do one thing. It's like everybody has guns. Like everybody can shoot. Yeah. You know, ninety percent of the game, you're still getting shot. So like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like it's. I feel like it's a lot harder to balance things because it's like, yeah, this person might not have this capability. Like they can't flash or whatever. Mm. They still have a gun. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. So you yeah, could no. still shoot people. And that's never that's something that you just can't change about the game. It's like, so I I feel like it's it's not even a flaw in the game design. It's just like a very difficult obstacle that the developers have to kind of work around. Because like if you buff somebody, because like Omen, like you were saying, it's like, well, if you make Omen too good, he's just a duelist who also has smokes. Yeah. Or if you make Ash, like what what are you gonna do to Astro? I mean, I guess the first logical thing is take away like one of her stars or something or like make the timer I th- you can make it like her cooldown is longer maybe like when she plans the sp- uh star- i mean they did that first when she plans the sp- uh, star it's like three seconds then it- you can activate it which is like a good nerf but i say maybe just bu- like nerf that shit to five seconds just really like be careful on where you place your stars like it makes like because at times i'm just she just plants it randomly and she's like all right i can just activate it whenever i want it's like dude and I also think it's, like, because of how she's designed where you can put them down and still pick them up, it's, like, there's no punishment for putting it down, you mm-hmm. know? Like, yeah, you lose, what, like, 100? It's 100 credits a star or 200? I believe it's, like, 100 or 200, yeah. And, um, like, there's no penalty for putting it down. So you could literally just cause pressure by putting it down and not doing anything with it. Yeah, it's, like... Anywhere. It's like, I mean, there's like punishment with Vipers. Like, you place that on her wall, that's it. You can't move that. Or her orb, you can place it and you can pick it up, but you gotta go physically. Yeah, pick like, it if, up. You, if you do, if you have like a crazy, like, on bind, like one of those orb lineups for heaven, if you throw it in heaven, it's staying there. You're not fucking running unless, to get it. Yeah, unless you're going there and pick it up, which is like, that's the punishment, quote unquote, where you can say. But like, Asher could kind of just do, throw her util wherever she wants and there's no penalty for it. That, the thing, I mean, I don't know how, but Ascend, they were running Omen on split. And that just, like, completely threw everything out the window. It's like, what the fuck? Because I understand maybe Brim on bind, 
he's a good pick because he can bounce off Astro or Viper. That's a good pick, right? Mm-hmm. But then you just bring out Omen instead of a Viper instead, and just like everyone was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Because they brought that out, and well, would you look at that? They won champions with that. And you see, but the thing is, when you saw when we saw Omen, like it was like shit. Like they're at, like the pace is so much faster now. It's like you see like everything flow all, through, and it's a duelist with smokes. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> that that's what I saw because like in Masters, well, I think Masters three, we barely saw any omens. Uh, like, and th- we, I think we saw more Omen and Champions than we did in Masters 3, mm-hmm. which is like, wait, what the fuck? Because Secret, they ran an Omen on Split yep. when they were going against Gam- uh, Gambit, I believe. And everyone was like, wait, hold up. Why is Omen being picked instead of a Viper and Astra, which is like a breath of fresh air. And I actually like genuinely miss seeing Omen in competitive play because it definitely yeah. sped up the pace and it made Valorant seem more fun to play. And even in a competitive level, competitive, casual, ranked, it's it seems like well, it's such a fun uh like it's it's fun to play omen in my like in my opinion i think playing o- like omen is the most fun controller to play yeah because you can do a lot of plays with him too it's yeah. just that's what's so beauty about him and i really hope they buff him enough where he's at least meta where you can pick him and it's like it's not a bad pick see but like this is what we've seen multiple times at this point and every controller minus astra has gone through like Viper, she was not picked ever. Like her, she got because her wall, and then she got buffed, and like her fucking walls and the orb like take away half your health when you touch them. But 30, then I think thirty. It used to be fifty, but it, now yeah, it's 30. it was insane when they first. Holy did it. shit, that was annoying to play. But they patched that shit so yeah, quick yeah, to thirty. Yeah, people complained about that. But then yeah, so then they patched but, it to thirty. There was that, and then there was Brim, and like. Remember when Brim had like a 1% pick rate in pro play or something? Oh my god, I saw that shit. <laughs> and like, I don't even, what did they even do to change him? I think what they did is, uh, so they went, they made his, uh, it was a while back, but they oh, made, they made his, his stim, you don't have to hold it out, it just auto Yeah, it just like auto throws, and then they made it where it's like 35% pass to rate, and then they made his smokes where it, you can put the smokes further away and it lasts longer. Yeah. Because the thing is with Brim Smoke is you can't see inside of it. Unless you're literally Mm -hmm. face-to-face with somebody you can't see. Which is good. And... But the thing is, Brim is not a bad pick if you... But the thing is, he only is a good pick if you pair him up with another controller. Which is like, fine, I understand, because then he would just, you know, put his smokes down... And then he and you just, have to commit there if yeah. he's the only one. Or yeah. you can just like, pull a fake, but that's why the other controller's there is because he need he needs to like help you out with if he fakes it. Mm-hmm. Which I think that I I don't think so. Brim is a bad agent at all. He's just a wild card at that point. But then if you just pick Omen, it's like, dude, he's not good in any map, and just because of his util, it's essentially because his util is too weak at the current meta right now. Uh, and yeah, and it's like a design of him. Like what? I think he's only really good on like split and like fracture, Omen? or something. Yeah, I think he's only good. Well, I mean, it's all split. I mean, you can run him on a bind. You can run him on a. You can run him on Haven. But you, that's another pick you can pick. You, can you can't really run him on Breeze at all. You can't run. It's too big of a map. There's too many angles you got to look at. It's not. You. It's not like Viper where you can cut the map in half. Yeah. It's not Astro where you can just like Astro where you can put like a billion smokes. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. I think that's. Another issue because it it was really boring seeing an Astro in competitive play. Like I think everybody in the Valorant computer can agree, it's they're it's playing, very boring seeing an Astra. They're like Astra's making the game play like CS:GO. It, it's very slow. It's like I understand. You don't get me wrong. In competitive, of course, you have to be more tactical. You have to understand. Yeah, I understand. You can't that. Monkey. Yeah, you can't just like straight up just run into a site and then just hopefully get something. No, I understand. You got to be more tactical. You got to be more. Uh, the pacing's got to be a bit slow. I understand that. 
but at times it just seems that it's all the time it's just so slow and like it makes the game less fun and i think even pros like i've seen i've heard a lot of pros even complain about how boring astra is to play they don't even the people don't even play her in rank because of how annoying she is they just unless you want to win unless you're that caring about your rank that much they'll play an astra but like it's so boring to play play as astra or play against her it's boring and i hope before the next C uh, vct they make either nerf astra or they buff omen just to balance out the whole controllers where each controller can be played yeah. it doesn't feel like fuck i have to play an astra in order for me to win and, and like astra it's also like um it's not like i feel like there's not much they could really do to nerf her because of just how she's designed like i feel like if they want to change that she just needs a rework you know in what way what do you think Jesus, should we work her like and how her util is used so you're saying like if she placed down her stars there's like like maybe a massive timer before you can pick that up or either you have to put them down and like you can't pick them up or that it had or make it in a way that like how she actually deploys them is different because like i think a big part of like why it's not like it like i don't think it's that fun to play as astra and i mean you you kind of said that before but like how you put so like say you're playing post plant and it's you you go into your thing where you're deaf you put the star down then you come out of it and then you activate it so it's a whole process and in that point like yeah i guess that's how she's balanced so people could rush you and stuff but i wish like there, it was different in how you actually use the util, like mm. put it down. Like, don't change the util itself. It's how you use it, I think, which makes it. Yeah, like I'm saying, I think the util is good, and I like. I don't think, she, I don't think she's busted. That's the thing. She's not busted. She's just too strong to not use. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. like she's not busted as in Sage beta, where it was just like you don't win if you don't have Sage or whatever. Or like when Raze was like too broken. Yeah, to not when you her. had two fucking uh, paint shells. Yeah, that shit was like yeah, but it's, I understand what you're saying, or because that's what I, that's what's weird in that, and because like right now Sova, everyone says he's S tier, but to me I don't like and when I'm playing against the Sova, I'm like damn, I'm bored now, or like fuck, I have to play against the Sova. It's like to be honest, you can have fun. As Sova in a way where you can just like shoot shock bolts. And yeah, shit. you can just yeah. like honestly when you get the like, shock dart kills, it's like the most it's satisfying. Hilarious. It's fucking yeah. hilarious and the most satisfying feeling when you get a shock dart kill. So that's why uh, I feel like Sova he is S tier just because of his his uh his scans. That is I understand that and his drone is everything. I get that. But like he's got more interactable stuff. Yeah, like you can you have to do you have to like actually think in a way where with Sova which Ashra just place all right when they're coming in suck. It's like. Like, with Omen, you have to, like, use your... Uh, you can, like, make insane plays, and if the play works, it's, like, one of the most satisfying Yeah, games. like, Omen's outplay potential is, like, insane. But with Astra, it's, like, you're playing post-plant. It's, like, I, I have three stars on the bomb. Yeah. Let me just, uh, concuss. Let me suck. And that that's, like... That's that's what Astra does. Or smoke. It's, like, you just smoke the regular entry points on site, yeah. and that's all you, like... It's, it, she's, it's hard to interact with her. She's not a very interactable... Which, uh, it's either you you shouldn't be able to interact while she's in Astro form, or just make her placement, like, punishable where she can't pick that up, or it's longer, it takes time for them to actually pick it up instead of picking her up right away. Just to bounce her out in a way, to make her not, 
too meta. It just doesn't seem fun. I think a lot of people can agree with that. It's just not fun. But hopefully next next VCT we can change that. Uh, well, all right. Because champion's over, what do you think that was like the most shocking region and the most disappointing region you noticed from? I mean, I don't even think shocking is the word. Like we all, I kind, we all kind of knew like EMEA was like good. Yeah. Like, um. Yeah, three, three, well, all four of them made the play uh, playoffs, I believe, which is fucking wild. How all four of them made playoffs, and then uh, it turns out they're not all four because C9 uh, won their group. Yeah, no, no, it was it was either C9, Liquid, uh, X10, Gambit, and then um, Fnatic, and Ascend, and then Secret. Oh yeah, and you're right. Crew. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So all four EMEA, uh, they all got the first seed, by the way, which is like, it shows that EA. EMEA right now is way ahead against every other region. Mm -hmm. The most shocking region, to be honest with you, is the SEA region in the Thailand. That region is... I did not expect them to make at least playoffs. Two of their teams made playoffs. Yeah. Team Secret and X10, which I've been saying this. Padafan, he's a fucking monster. I did not expect him to beat them to be Envy. They were yeah. considered the best... Tech, uh, to be realistically, the best team in NA at that time, which is... Fucking wild! They made that huge upset against Envy, mm -hmm. and then Secret they won, and then they made it to uh, playoffs. Unfortunately, both teams did get out of the first round, which honestly is still huge props. They made top eight in the a yeah. stacked ass champions team, and then you had Crew make top four, yeah. almost beating Gambit. By the way, yeah. they took it on map three, quadruple overtime, which yeah. is fucking wild. Props to both of them. I do am disappointed. We love you, Brazil. We love you. We love you, but. We, I was disappointed that not a single Brazilian team made the playoffs. I was really hoping at least one, maybe Vikings, was going to make it. Yeah. But not one did, which is kind of annoying. I really wanted Brazil to make it just so that, like, Zoms could shut his ass up. Oh, my God. You, Twitter would have been on fire <laughs> if Br one Brazilian team actually made it. and then Just Sentinel, one. Just one. Just one team made it, and then Sentinels could even make playoffs. That would have been crazy. But, you know, both... Uh, uh, both Sentinels and all of Brazil, you know, went home, which is unfortunate. And then C9, as always, unfortunately, fortunately for Danny, but the C9 drip is still valid. It's valid They're because the only NA team to make it to playoffs. Yeah, so C9 fans are probably riding the highs like, damn, we always trust on C9 to make it. We to the only, we the only good team <laughs> out here in NA, which is wild, but. I'm hoping for next year. Um, and C9 made it through the group of death, too. Yeah, which... Like, that was the ringer. Yeah. I really hope... I, I didn't expect Korea... I was shocked that Korea didn't make it at all, too. I, I, yeah. They, were, they didn't play Lakia. They played, I think, Lakia once or twice. The, the whole of uh, group stage, which is like, dude, he's your best player, but you're not playing him at all. I, I didn't like that. I don't know. Maybe it was like an internal thing where like there was like... I think the maybe game is too... Beef. I... I hope not, because it's crazy. It's like, he's your best player. Why are you guys running a six-man comp when the game is this early in the stage? I think so. Any other team that I know of is running a six-man comp in Champions. Yeah. I think Vision Strikers is the only one, which I personally didn't like. It's like, why... You... Like, for example, if you need a solo player, he just... He just he can play everything. It's like, you can just uh -huh. sub him out for a Viper if you're playing on split, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't get why you're subbing him out. It just made no sense to me. I felt like maybe if they played him more, maybe they would have qualified for playoffs. Maybe they wouldn't pretty far. But I don't like how they didn't play him much. But I'm hoping 
he gets like a lot of playing time next season because I don't like how teams are running a form a six man comp. It's not viable right now. The game is way too young. There's not many agents. Even in league, like you're not running a six man comp, uh, six man comp in league. Am I right? I don't know if you can. I don't know if that's viable. I don't really watch much league. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to it. It's very confusing. Very fucking. I tried to watch it and I'm like, why is it I don't even know what items their name. Someone told me to buy this item and I'm like. Which, what's the picture? I don't know the item. I, I still don't know how to follow League because that shit's like confusing to me, but I'm trying. Um, Gotta play more. Oh, we no. played last night. We played last night. <laughs> I'm the best. I, I just want to like, if any teams need a top laner, one trick Trendemir, I got you. I'm the best Trendemir top laner in NA. Yeah? <laughs> best best, best Trendemir top laner. Anja. Anja. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> I'm not doing this fucking bit. Bro, come on, do the bit. I'm not doing the fucking bit. Dude. I'm not doing the fucking bit. Ennis. <laughs> Anja. Dead ass. <laughs> no cap. On a stack. What are we stacking? <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. We're gonna put that on a t-shirt one day. One day. But I'm ho I think I think overall this whole year, even though it's been a bit shaky here and there, I feel like the whole year has been really good. I think Riot really for mostly an online event they've handled it pretty smoothly to be fair like through the year not not champion not just champion like, i think i think the whole year they did like a really solid job like involving every re almost every region making sure like it all went smoothly like i, I think they did a wonderful job mm -hmm. i think now because I i've been saying this for a while like this whole first year of vct this is just a trial to just see how they do everything because now if i hope hopefully if covid is not an issue next year they have audiences Maybe maybe not in the stage uh, where they qualify for masters, but oh, for during, like champions. Yeah, maybe if they have it for masters, they just have audiences. Because honestly, imagine if the gambit and crew match with audiences. Holy shit! That that would be a wrap. Honestly, that's the, that would have been amazing to see. Because not seeing CS:GO having a lot of like their major, their blast premiere, they're having like audit like full packed arenas, and I'm like, when is when is Valorant gonna have that? Because everyone wants to see that, and then. Hopefully, and soon next season we'll have that. But soon, there has been some roster changes. I don't know if you heard some of the roster changes. So people I are reworking now <laughs> that they fucking lost. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, I don't know if this is solid, but apparently the whole NV team they're staying for the whole VCT next year. As of now, there are some rumors that like Victor was being subbed out or he was mm -hmm. being kicked. That's as of now, that is a, that's, just that's a not, rumor. That's a rumor. That's not confirmed. It's not confirmed. It, I, every, I think everyone's happy. I think the whole NV squad is happy where they are right now. Mm -hmm. I know they had a disappointing finish in v Champions, but I feel like maybe the uh, whole next year they'll have a better t uh, side. That's a whole lie. But Doma for Fnatic, he's scheduled to head out from Fnatic because uh, I think uh, just really yeah i don't uh, i don't think he was the issue i feel like I'm he played fine yeah i'm surprised that Fnatic is thinking they need a rework they've been together they, since masters 2 i believe so like, i understand the synergies like they played well it's not like they didn't play well yeah they did um, but i think maybe just they they could have been that was a championship contending team because yeah they, that was yeah so maybe they said oh, i'm like damn like we had a very disappointing finish. We lost against in the top uh, in playoffs in the quarterfinals, which is like disappointing to them, which I understand. Um, which that's as of now, that's the only real roster move change. That's the major roster move that I changed. And apparently, NA is finally doing this where they're importing players from EU. Oh, it's starting. Oh my god, it's, it's starting. starting again. Eccles from that he used to play for NIP and EMEA. He is yeah. rumored 
to be trialing for 100 Thieves. And... I don't like that. It's starting. <laughs> we're only in year first full year of VCT, and we're already importing. And it's already like we're not good enough. We need some. <laughs> we're we not need good enough. Help. Let's import. We players. need some help. Fucking hell! Name a more dynamic duo: NA and importing. Oh my! Fucking I can't name one. <laughs> not oh, one. We can't develop players. We can't develop players in league. We can't develop players and what? What else? CSGO. CSGO, we can't develop players. Like, remember when Simple was playing in NA for like... <laughs> for like a year? For like no reason. <laughs> and then he went back to... Uh, to uh, then he went... Uh, not back, he went to Na'Vi. Oh my god. We can't develop NA talent. Why? Fucking hell, it pisses me off. Because not, if you saw him League, essentially their whole... um, Their whole... Uh, TSM's whole League of Legends roster is now the LPL. Because they imported two... Um, LPL players. Mm -hmm. They're uh, Huni and Spika, their top laner and mid laner. I think they're both fluent in Mandarin. So, to be honest, that whole team... Sp I, I don't know if Tactical, I'm not sure where he's from exactly, so I'm not going to say where, but essentially, they're going to mo be most like... Essentially it's jungler. not an NA team. Yeah, I, it most, if it doesn't feel like an NA team. And then you see the Liquid, it's a, it's a Europe team. Not one NA-born player is on the Liquid yeah. team. And then you see Cloud9, they're importing players from Korea. Where it doesn't feel like it, so now it's league. Uh, NA league right now feels like it's just. If you want to get grab a bag, go to NA. If you just want to grab the bag, it doesn't feel like they're really winning, and it pisses me off. I under, I don't. Maybe definitely. Yeah, we're not saying this because we've never been in the pro scene. It it from an outside looking in, it does look annoying. It's fucking annoying seeing and and they just import players instead of trying to really develop players. And I think this is also a product of like what we said from last episode, where like. Because of how like NA is and how big, how big it is, but it's not dense, mm -hmm. you know. Like where it's not like Europe where everyone's right near each other. It's like the NA teams they only get to scrim each other like over land every once in a while or whatever. I mean, probably more than that. But like, it's a lot harder to like find people because not everybody's so far apart and like. I feel like that rather than just going, hey, you're pretty good, come to our region, they should like, I feel like they should be trying to scout more people out and stuff. I love I how, don't know. I felt like, um, I think which, which I've noticed a lot is a lot of pro players stream more and people are saying that they don't really scrim or practice, which you can't really say that because you don't know what they do behind the scenes and when they're not streaming or where they're not really posting mm -hmm. or any of that. They are probably practicing. It just does suck that. I mean, it, it kind of showed. NA fucking flopped for the most part in champions. Yeah. Uh, they didn't, uh, only one team made uh, playoffs. They could only two. The uh, two teams were saying the number one and number two team of our region couldn't even make out of couldn't make it into playoffs. Which I don't think it's a product of the jump jumps thinking about their content more than the pro career. It's just I mean, right now Valorant is such a big. I mean, I anybody who has an audience, like, for example, who has, like, Shazam or Sabrosa or Wardell yeah. or Hiko, who have such a... When they stream, they're averaging, like, 10K viewers. Yeah. I mean, of course you want to take advantage of that. I get that. You and I mean, to, like... That's fine and all, but I uh, when people say, like, they're only caring about their streaming career, I don't think that's true. It is hard being a player because you have to balance out practice, VOD review, you have to come out with strats, right? Yeah. And then you want to... If you want to make some extra income and then uh, streaming, then you do have to... When you're a pro player, you got to understand, you got to think about the future. Because when you're retired as a pro player, what do you have left? What and is, it, what is to it, your name? Like, pro players in esports 
aren't like fucking NFL players or NBA players. Like, they like they're not making mil like yeah. I guess some of them are making a million dollars. With the or streaming, whatever. yeah, with streaming. But like, involved. but like, it's not like you get signed to the NFL for one year and you're making five million dollars in that first year. Yeah. It's like esports careers are generally sub 10 years like they're pretty short very young unless you're someone like Kiko who's been like in the uh, CSGO and then yeah. now Valorant well that's a, that's if you're able to consistently keep like performing that's yeah. the thing that's like, very rare to find that, come like, as well like in esports it's like a lot of these guys they have like one or two good seasons and then they start fall I mean some usually more than that but like it's not like it in other like real Sports, like traditional sports. traditional sports that um it's like you have this roster of like 30 guys or whatever it's like an org has a roster of five or six guys for like most most five men like competitive games and like you're you're only getting paid x like Usually sub a million dollars a season. Unless you're like a world class superstar, yeah, one of yeah, the best. Yeah, unless you're hundred like... thieves and they have a fucking million dollar roster or whatever. Yeah. But like, like these, they have you have to stream so you still have money when you're done yeah. playing professional. Because for example, I mean, if he could retires now, he can go to any. He can be essentially if he wants to be like a coaching staff, if he wants to be like a player management for any team. Anybody would pick him up for that because mm -hmm. he has so many years build up and his brand is so huge right now where he can be picked up. So you got to understand as well, for example, Scream, he's known everywhere in the yeah, FPS. Yeah. He's huge, right? So if he, if he just chooses to play more because he still can perform at a high level, the highest level, he's still a top five player in Valorant at right now 28. Because he has developed so much. Yeah. So when you when when I saw players complaining like, oh, NA, uh, NA, they flopped so hard because they're not screaming as hard. You understand that being a pro in esports, there's a lot that comes with it compared to when it comes to like being a basketball player in NFL. You do have a lot of things to come up. You have to make sure the other, all five guys are performing at an exceptional level. Like you can't, talk, for example, you can't be like Allen Iverson when he was in the Sixers. He just carries the whole team to the single hand. Like, no, it's hard to do that. You can, It's hard to 1v9 all the time in every esport. Mm -hmm. You have to care about your brand even when it's done, when you're over with. You do have to think about your future. So yeah. they are streaming because they want a brand for themselves. They want to explore. They want to like, when I'm retired, when I feel like I'm not, I'm done with esports. when I'm not, when I don't want to be professional more, I want to branch out. I want to be able to retire. I want to have options. Yeah. Like, let me have options yeah. so I can, if I'm retired, I'm still there because like right now, Faker, uh, it was like, I think two years ago or so he's still a player, but now he's part owner of T1. Mm -hmm. So if he retires, he's still part owner of T1. And his name is so big, like, anybody, he, if he wants to be a content creator, he has just, like, 30k viewers just playing, like, a few hours a league. Yeah. If he wants to go full-time streaming, he can, because mm -hmm. he has that brand with him. He has that success that comes with esports. And essentially, that's what I'm saying. Of course, Faker's a different story, but he's, like, he's actually won three times in league. He's the GOAT. He is <laughs> the GOAT of league. So, yeah. he has, if he wants to retire now, he's more than happy to, and he'll be the GOAT of league for another, like, 20 years if he wanted to, unless someone yeah. matches him like that. But he he's the GOAT at the... At, like, for another, like, minimum, minimum five years. So, that's what I'm saying. And it's, it's not like, of course, like, esports is still very young. I need everyone to understand. It's very young. So, not everyone can make. And a 16-year-old can make a few, uh, a couple $10,000. But doesn't, it depends on how you use that, either in stocks, investments. Yeah. It just really depends on your brand and how you explore it. 
don't say NA to, uh, NA just they're streaming more. Think about it. They are thinking about their future and like the people they support. Yeah. But I think that's everything we have for today. I mean, not really much news, no roster news. Yeah. We are going to start talking about Lee because Valorant's now over. Yeah. So we are going to slow- We're slowly going to start traditioning. I'm going to force NS to play League with me so yeah. you can know what's going I, on. Unfortunately, I'm going to start playing League so I can just, you know, know some things when we're talking about Know what it. items are when people buy them. <laughs> I'll know about that. I mean, we are still going to talk about Valorant. When there's, very, when there's major news and when there's news to talk about when it comes to Valorant- we are going to talk about that, but we are going to, for now, slowly transition into League just for yep. a little bit until Valorant picks up again. So as of now, that's what we're going to do. So probably next episode, we actually have a huge guest. We're not going to say who, but we have a huge guest for next episode, which we're excited for. Oh, yeah. Uh, but all right, guys. Any last moment, Any last things you want to say before we end it here? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye.